It is the Two Guys Garage Podcast. He is Kevin Bird. I am Willie B. Fired up today. We're talking Rouse performance, you guys. And that's always fun when we talk Rouse because we get some insight we normally wouldn't have. No doubt. Now, these guys have their fingers in just about everything automotive, especially in that performance area, racing of all kinds. I'm sure they're into off-road, uh, street racing, uh, you know, of course, track offshore i mean these guys are probably into just about anything going fast that you can imagine they've been doing yeah. it for a really long time man and at their top of the game dude you know it, you know my feelings about ford bro it's it pains me it pains me sometimes to talk talk ford because they're, they're, they're honest to god they're legit they're, every time you got one in, in the staging lane or laying beside you or on a road race you know you're gonna have your hands full because normally they come ready to whoop that booty um i'm curious to ask him because i i endorse a ford dealership in town even though you know i, I i'm such a mopar guy uh just because i've had great relationships with with the guys over at this place called amira i'm interested because i got to drive one of those roush mustangs last year and dude i gotta tell you man that car is straight nasty it is you know how we know how we've both you and i have had our our seat time in some of the new challengers and and chargers and whatnot but man it's completely different we're talking seat time in one of those cars and i mean night and day big girl skinny girl difference <laughs> you know man when when anybody i care about has feeling pain you know i feel it too but when you feel pain about how cool Ford products can be, I don't feel anything bad, man. I, I got a little snicker. I got a little snicker going on inside of my mouth. <laughs> Just a little rude. Oh, man. <laughs> um, well, James, James, you probably hear that all the time. Being the man with, you know, Roush and, you know, being plugged into their crate engine program, you, you're the man that probably has a lot of those conversations like, man. Uh, it is. It's always a tough competitor when you see, especially something with the Ralph's name on it, in the, you know, in the lane beside you, or the road course, or just out on the street, man. Uh, it's it's a dogfight out there, bro. <laughs> Absolutely, I tell you, it's uh, it's it's quite a time that we're living in because you know it's it's horsepower roars all over again, right? You know, yeah. everybody's trying to make the meanest, nastiest, just most unbelievable product out there. I mean. You know, Willie, just to kind of touch base with you, man, today on my Facebook feed, you know, one of my one of my good buddies shares with me, you know, this this Dodge Demon, you know, this 170, 1400 horsepower. Dude. Yeah, dude. I read that too. That's ungodly, right? 1400 horsepower. They got the thing with, you know, street tires on the front of it, you know, that it's just it's picking them up off the ground. It's got a launch shot on there. How can you not be impressed, man? I don't care what yeah, badge you wear. You know, 1,400 horsepower is 1,400 horsepower. Dude, I know. And it, and it hits the street in 1,025 dressing, but you can turn it up really easy. And here's what's crazy. Did you hear one of the funniest uh, options on that car they just announced was the passenger seat. It doesn't come from the factory of the passenger seat. That, my friend, is a $1 upgrade if you like a passenger seat in it. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Oh man, I was really looking forward to, you know, how would how would Dodge kind of exit? You know, on a grand scale. They had to go on a grand scale. And I think Oh, they hit yeah, it. They, they hit it, didn't they? Out of the park. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, they've met all my expectations. And then with that one dollar seat, maybe just a hair more. Hey, did did you see the zero to sixty times in that car? One sixty six. 
What? Wow. What? Is that, on, is that on a prep track or would that be on a street? You know, that's a good question. I, I think that's got to be on a prep track. I mean, it's a 166. You, that's got to yeah. be a prep track. I mean, it, it's just unbelievable to fathom you could do that out on the street. There's no way. It's just, I mean, you, you're absolutely right, Jim. It, it, it is a time and an era that we are seeing things that people dreamt were impossible just a handful of years ago. I mean, I'm not talking that long. You know, early 2000s. You know, you would never dream of things that we're seeing nowadays. And it's just mind-blowing and bending that they continue to do such. And you guys, I don't know why you're laughing so hard. You guys are on the forefront of it, too. And when we, when we get back from the break, you're going to tell us all about it. You're going to peel the curtain back and give us a, a layer or two. Um, because I know you guys at Roush are always turning things up. And, uh, man, what better time, what better era to do it. So let's get this break out of the way. We got our boy Jim Roush. We got my man Kevin Bird. We got Willie B. It's a Two Guys Garage podcast. And we're back after the break. It is the Two Guys Garage podcast. He is Kevin Bird. I am Willie B. And we have Jim from Roush Performance. You guys know Roush. It's a name that we all became we just know it. When something shows up, it's got the Roush badging. You know that car is coming with some stank, man. You know that car is coming <laughs> with some some goodies that are legit, that are true, tried, tied and tested. Uh, that there's going to be a, just a formal adversary on the track or on the course. Yeah, you better stand tall, and I mean real tall when you see that badge, because you got some serious competition coming at you. Yeah. Now, Jim, you are the crate engine program manager for Roush, so that means you got your hands in some really cool stuff. And, you know, for any hot rodder, you know, engine, to me, that's the lifeblood of whatever it is you're trying to make go fast. Uh, so how long have you been, you know, at Roush, how long have you been in this business, in this game? Well, with the... Uh I've been a gearhead all my life. I've been with Roush for a total of 28 years. I was a, I was a kid, man. Whenever you know, I I come out of the industry, you know, uh, going to a technical school down in in Ohio, and uh, uh, was able to land a job at Roush, you know, as kind of an entry level mechanic, and and been there ever since. So uh, started out life with the prototyping world, um, and and doing a lot of Ford prototyping, that you know, pretty much drew a dotted line straight to production, you know, vehicles that we're all familiar with today, you know, that, uh, I was able to see almost the, you know, the birth of a vehicle and then the, the end of a vehicle, you know, through its life cycle, through production. And, uh, from there, you know, I just kind of, uh, uh, you know, gravitated towards the aftermarket. And there was a gentleman that was retiring out of, uh, out of the crate engine section. And they found me and they said, man, you, 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 you're the right guy, man. You, you bleed gasoline and oil. So, you know, you need to be part of our crate motor department and, and join our team. And, um, within that, that engine shop over there in Livonia, Michigan, we've got, we've got a couple different sections that, uh, that we call engines, right? We've got our competition engine section, which is purebred race motors. And we've got vintage, uh, custom engines, um, that, you know, span across anything from, you know, uh, Ford, General Motors, uh, Stellantis, Chrysler, you know, whatever you want to refer to it as today. But that that services all brands, you know. And then on the crate engine side, uh, everything that I do is Ford based. So um, all my crate engines, big block, small block, uh, Coyote, uh, you name it, is, is going to be a Ford based engine. So um, all that stuff is uh, is stuff that I've, you know, grown up with and 
you know, known and loved and, and, and just have always associated with. And I've got a really cool team surrounding me that, uh, that, that plays in this arena with me every single day, you know? So, um, being able to talk about some of this stuff and, and getting, you know, really down to the, you know, some of the nuts and bolts and stuff. I mean, I'm, I'm a guy that, you know, in, in all of our, you know, age group here, we, we kind of, you know, watch the, uh, the fuel injection, you know, the evolution of fuel injection, EFI come into play, you know, from carburetors, you know, and, and, and the, the kind of the start of the horsepower wars, if you think about it, you know, between GM and Ford, Back in the day, you know, you, 225 horsepower out of a Fox body Mustang was, was kicking, <laughs> dude. You know, no right? doubt. And, no and then, doubt. you know, the, the Corvette may be squeaking out, you know, 250 horsepower, right? You know, and then electronic carburetors and then the, you know, obviously evolution into EFI and stuff. But I mean, that's just the stuff we grew up with, right? And to see technology where it's come from, um, you know, from back in the day is just, is, is really cool. And I get a front row seat to all of that. So, um, well, we talked about you know where we are today and and all the competition that's out there, oh, right? Yeah. Uh, the Hellcats and Demons and these big numbers. Does that does that make you a little bit uh, you know scared of the competition, or does it get you guys revved up? What, what are you guys doing to kind of counter and counter punch uh, everything that's happening out there? Oh yeah, we 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 see this stuff, and and we've got a an extremely awesome part of the business called Roush performance parts, right? So they've got vehicles, they got parts. Um, you've got, uh, we've got F one fifty super duties and Mustangs, and then they sell superchargers and exhaust systems and cold air kits. I mean, there's, there's a whole plethora of, of catalog parts that you can go on there and check out and see. But today um, we've got a supercharger out there. That's, that's you know when coupled with the uh, the 2023 Mustang, it's got a capability of of 750 plus horsepower, right? So you know day to day horsepower. I mean that's right in the slot. You know we don't. Uh, I guess we wouldn't have like a supercar like that uh, that that demon as of yet. You know uh, there might be some things in the works, <laughs> but yeah, there's always there's always that thing in the background that says, okay, what do you what do you do to compete with that? And and you know we don't. Obviously, we're not running scared. You know, that's just that's a challenge, right? That's you know, it's a challenge for the team to go back and look at, you know, hey, what, how do we fit in this, and what's the, you know, strategic moves to, to do to, you know, to be able to compete with some of that stuff. But yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff happening, especially with, uh, you know, with Roush Performance and some of their, you know, their vehicles and parts. So the horsepower is there. What do you do with it, right? So Jim, I gotta ask you, man. So I, I'm tied in, connected here in Denver with a with a big Ford dealership. They were one of the first ones. Um, been here forever. A company called Omera, um, Omera Ford. They they have several Roush Mustangs up there. Um, a couple of which they they had manuals last year, and I got to drive one of them. Straight banger, and the car is just <laughs> nasty as you could uh, ever want to get behind the wheel of. Uh, and I love the the third pedal on it. Is that something that you guys have your hands in, or is that something that you know just carries your badging and you guys never see those those type cars? You know what? That's a good question. I don't know the answer to that one in particular, um, but uh, um, obviously with uh anything manual transmission you know like like you were just saying the manual transmission you gotta love a manual transmission man i think that's just a trademark and muscle car you know um you you, you gotta have that third pedal 
And and to tell you the truth, the modern technology horsepower that's out there and all the control systems, it's a different acceleration, isn't it, Willie? I mean, for what you oh, went absolutely. out and experienced, absolutely. it's so different. I mean, the the sounds, the feels, all that stuff. But, um, uh, you know, some of the, the new things that they're, you know, they, they've got a track pack. You know, Roush Performance has got this new track pack out and it's got uh, an improved cooling system. So, you know, people can go out, hit the track, and, and not wor- have to worry about heat soak. Um, you know, that's obviously improved Sweet. over uh, over the years and in, in understanding, you know, managing boost and, and heat and what that does to, to things over a period of time. So, you know, obviously improvements are underway. You know, we're looking at things and, and trying to come up with different ideas on how to make things better. That's just, that's the Roush way. But um, Well, one of the divisions, and I think what Willie was getting to, is one of the divisions in Roush is... Um, and I don't know what you guys call them, but they're they're your vehicles, right? They're brand new. Uh, you guys probably get some maybe base model, yes, uh, or some elevated from base, and then you guys in that division, you know, we'll do wheels, suspensions, um, you know, superchargers, whatever is required to get them up to stage one, stage two, stage three. Is there much crosstalk on the engine side? Because you're in crates, right? right. So somebody wanted to order up for their for their hot rod, you know, they've blown a motor, they want to upgrade, uh, they're going to give you a call. Do you guys? Um, you know, kind of work back and forth a little bit with, you know, hey, we're doing dyno testing. Here's the parts we got. Here's, you know, here's the post teardown, you know, reports and et cetera. Here's what's working, uh, you know, for some of the the newer vehicles that come out or are you getting some of the downstream that says, you know, hey, here's the blower. We've got it on this, uh, you know, stage three and you guys can, you know, maybe adopt some of that within your crate motor lineup or. So one of the crate motors that I currently offer today, it's a Gen 3 supercharged coyote and these are these are standalone uh we'll call it non-emissions type vehicle platforms so any you know anything pre-emissions um that's kind of where these are geared towards and that's you know really because you know you got to be careful with epa and everything else i mean uh carb you know people they they got us in a headlock anymore right so they want to make sure that you know that that you're you're, it's a tight walk, right? So, and and that's where I think, unfortunately, we're going to see, you know, a lot of these handcuffs put on companies um, for you know these higher horsepower cars, you know, that are being produced today. But this engine, this crate engine that I offer today, this Gen Three supercharged piece, dude, I'm seeing 750, 775 horsepower, you know, crate engines. You know, somebody buys something like that and they put they're putting it in their early Mustang or their early pickup truck. And they're just, they're absolutely having a blast with this stuff because um, it's not, you know, packed full of regulatory, you know, catalytic converters or um, emissions that, you know, for that particular year, we're pre-emissions. So we can fit that bill, go out and have a good time with, you know, with these, uh, with these platforms, the, you know, the way that they're, uh, they're building them up and they're adding all these modern amenities to these, you know, these classic cars and, and they're coming out with some really cool pieces with them. And God, they're, you know, they're at 750 horsepower. They're fast. Yeah, dude, it's crazy. <laughs> they're straight up nasty. Uh, it's, uh, it's nuts driving seven, 800 horsepower on the street. Um, and you, you, you see it, man. There's so many people that put those cars in the walls and ditches. Oh, man. Uh, you know, shortly after they take ownership, it's hysterical. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, uh, but to, to double back around, Kevin, um, we, uh, we talk a lot about products and cross you know, marketing and stuff, but it's, 
I can't really supply newer vehicles with replacement engines and kind of the engines that I that I build today because of the interface with um, you know electronics and and emissions. So um, basically, you know, they're always interested in hey, what am I doing and how does that relate to what we're doing today in our current platforms, you know, and 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 be able to just to have two relatable products, you know, that I can point to a Mustang and say, hey, this is basically the same engine. That's in that car right there. So, well, it sounds like you guys got two different paths, right? Yeah. I mean, like, like you said, we've got so much emissions and so many constraints and electronics and communications going on in the newer vehicles and our crate engines. We want to strip some of that off. We want to keep them simple. Yes. We want to make them almost standalone for the most part. Yes. Um, now, we talked about how things have progressed, right? We went from carburetors to fuel injection and then pff, all kinds of boosts. And we've gone from you know, our old small blocks and big blocks and FEs. And now we've got coyotes. So are you seeing a shift in trend like in buyers over the last, you know, 10 years or more? Uh, you know, because just a few years ago, right, it was, I'm going to do a small block. I'm going to do a big inch small block. No, I'm going to get the big block. And that's where the power was. We're talking four or five, maybe pushing upwards to 600 horsepower. But now we've got coyotes with blowers. Where do you see the trends? Are people gravitating heavily within the Roush crate engines towards uh, the coyotes and the supercharged coyotes, uh, or is it still really heavily in the nostalgic, the vintage, uh, older platforms? There's still, man, I, gosh, I, uh, I sell a lot of push rod V8s, man. I'm telling you, I thought that I would have sold oh, really? just about every person on the face of the earth, a small block Ford by now, <laughs> but I'm telling you, they call every day looking you know what i mean looking to get an engine for a small block v8 whether it's a you know a, a 302 based engine or a 351 based engine but uh that's still by far man my most popular engine out there is a is a 427 351 weight based windsor engine can you believe it no, well i mean crazy. i i kind of can because you know, at least forever in my mind, that was like the pinnacle, you know, like obviously big block is great, but when you can get 427 out of a small block, yeah. uh, you know, and you can get the kind of power numbers you get out of that small block. I mean, that was it. But then, you know, again, you flip the script just a little bit and you think, oh, well, that dude over there, he's pumping out seven, 800. I need something big, bigger, right. better, faster, you know? So, and you know, now there's like on the fence between, well, that was the king dog, you know, that 427 stroker, but you know, am I going to teeter over? And it sounds like people are still gravitating to a lot of the old push rod stuff, a lot of the cool vintage -y. Which I, fi I find that so hard to believe because I've seen the power you could generate out of that small cubic inch coyote platform. It's bananas. I'm, I'm stunned more people aren't crossing over to that engine platform. Well, it's funny. They, they take that same, well, you know, these, these guys, I, I support the, uh, the replica car market a lot with, with, my, uh, with my products. So those guys, they take this very, very light, short weight wheelbase car and they stuff, you know, 550 horsepower worth of small block in there. And again, it's a rocket ship. Mm. Now, if you can believe it, I've sold some supercharged Coyote 750, 775 horsepower engine packages to these same fellas, man, in these cars. And you have no idea what that turns that thing into. It's just... <laughs> It's lethal. It's short wheelbase. Yeah, exactly. What, what do you do with that thing? I mean, and it's funny because these coyotes, they idle so smooth and they're quiet. 
You know what I mean? It, it's right, it's right. it's almost like you want to take a glass of wine and stick it on top of the engine. And this thing is ready to bark out darn near 800 horsepower at any given time. Yeah, man. It you know what? Actually, as a Mopar guy, it it pisses me off. Um, but but <laughs> <laughs> respect, respect. I gotta smirk, give it respect. Smirk, the, smirk. The numbers are outlandish. Uh, I've seen it in my own eyes on a dyno and disbelief, jaw dropped. Had to literally walk out and just holding my head down in my hands. But that's okay. It's, you know, um, I respect. Uh, all right, we got to take a break. More with our boy Jim Roush, performance guys. Check it out. Um, let's talk about some of those Mustangs. Let's talk about that nasty supercharged Coyote platform and a bunch of others coming at you next. Quick break. We're back to it. Kevin Bird, Willie B, the Two Guys Garage Podcast. It is the Two Guys Garage Podcast. He is Kevin Bird. I am Willie B. And we have our boy Jim from Roush Performance on. Hey, this is no joke, man. Jim, I was sitting there watching Kevin's Coyote platform, a little 302, stroked out, don't get me wrong, but still very small cubic inches. And I watched this thing put down over 1,000 horsepower, and I just was in, I was in disbelief because you know what? It did it easily, like easily. It, it didn't even break a sweat. I was like, what in the flip-flop is going on here? So, man, I, I, I can't understand how they make some – well, I do understand, you know. Uh, no valve train helps significantly. Well, I wouldn't say no valve. There's a lot of valve train in there, but, but it's yeah, the pushrod style of valve train. Right, so. not, not the traditional. Right, right, right. Yeah, Jim, this is the one uh, I think we chatted a couple of years back on, uh, on our show. We built a 5.2 version. Uh, with that Ford Performance Roush, uh, you know, aftermarket blower. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, man, that thing pumped out, I think, 1,089, uh, E85, but still 1,089 out of a little 5.2 liter, man. It's absolutely crazy. Capabilities there. I mean, it's just they, they left it wide open for us in the aftermarket to just take it and run. You know what I mean? And, and the boost levels that we're talking about today superchargers are becoming a lot more efficient so it's not taking high boost numbers to make the power anymore you know before back in the day it was like you needed 20 pounds of boost to make you know a thousand horsepower they're doing it on on five eight ten horsepower or ten you know pounds of boost now um these blowers aren't twisting they're not twisting very hard no no but it's so small it's it's it's, it's tiny. That's what that's what kills me. It's like getting an appetizer the size of a KFC family bucket of chicken. <laughs> I'm like, uh, it's it just it, it's unbelievable. It's putting out that much power with such a small footprint. I'm like, God, some great. You know, I'll hand it to you. Some great engineering in that bird. Um, but yeah, you're right, man. You can smack a thousand horsepower all day, and it, and the torque numbers are stunning for a little thing too. It's Dude, like, that thing was like eight sixty something. I like, know. <laughs> 867 foot pounds at a little 5.2 liter, man. I'm telling you, we uh, we spent a little bit of time on the dyno when we were not uh, running that Gen 3 coming up with the crate motor package. And I, I remember I had the uh, the calibrator there and, and just literally in, in production calibration form, no back pressure, which means, you know, long tube headers, no, uh, no uh, catalyst on the exhaust or anything like that. It was just 750, 760 horsepower, no problem. And I looked at him and I said, man, what, what do we, what do we see in here? He's like, no back pressure. That's, that's what that'll do. And we started playing around a little bit and it's like, well, what, what happens if we do this? And what happens if we do that? And let's, 
let's put this thing on a little bit of a, you know, a spicy fuel diet and see what, see what comes up next. And, and literally with a slightly more aggressive uh, fueling table and spark table, we threw some good fuel at this thing. I think it was Mach 105 and it was like 880 horsepower with this stock, you know, literally this production parts sit in front of me and I'm, we all, it was kind of funny. We looked at each other and we're like, Oh my God, what is, what is going on here? You know, it's capability. And like I said, the, the, the um, it's there, it's said the stage is set, man, you know, for us in the aftermarket to play around with this stuff and, and where this thing can go. I don't, you know, there's no ceiling. We haven't, we haven't seen it yet. I mean, look what's going on. Well, I think what's, what's interesting with these blowers is, um, you know, it's something we always called the death spiral and, and it's when you, you start to add some boost, right? Then you typically having to right. pull a certain amount of spark out, right? So you're retarding spark and you're boosting more, you're retarding spark. And so you're, if you imagine a, you know, a nice steep hill, right at the very top, that's kind of where you want to be for a spark. That's your optimal spark. But as you retard, you're kind of sliding down the hill and as you retard more spark you're sliding down the hill even faster so you're you're right. you're still making power but you're losing it from an efficiency standpoint and if you can you know upgrade the fuel especially if you go to you know higher octane race fuels e85s all of a sudden you can crank that spark back in the the speed at which you kind of get back that efficiency and the performance that's just sitting there hiding you know, right in the yes. background. So these blown it's motors, caged. yeah, it's yeah, it's it's just waiting to come out. Uh, it's how we have to run on the pump gas, which is great because we can still keep retarding and boosting, retarding and boosting, and make you know 750, 800. But man, when you wake that sucker up with some good fuel, wow, the power oh. is just ready to come right out with just you know adding some spark back. You know, yeah, it's 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 Red Bull, man, gives you wings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no doubt, no doubt. It absolutely does. Hey, so what has been one of the wildest things you've ever got to put together, being there so long, and you know, sort of chasing a, you know, a, a couple ETs here and there on a, on a track, or you know, some some seconds shaving off a few e seconds here and there on a, on a road course or autocross. What are some of the crazy things, builds, cars that y you guys have seen your crate engines in, and, and really just uh, outperform everything, or just um be on fire uh for the for the customer on the other side man when he when he got it all put together dude i got a lot to talk about man so hopefully you guys got a minute there's some really <laughs> cool things going on in the background man that uh that i sat down with a couple of guys before i jumped on it's like hey can i talk about this can i talk about that kind of deal so so let's talk about let's talk about this new project that we're we got our hands in right and this thing this thing, the base power plant is an RY45. Ooh. And it's tell, tell everybody what that is. For the oh, yeah. non-Ford dudes, what is a what is that? It's uh, the RY45 is basically the NASCAR package right before the uh the FR five hundred. It it's uh, the FR nine. It's the uh it, it's the modern basically it's the modern you know crate and there's nothing production about it right uh, it's the modern race engine engineered and designed to do nothing more than go out and race so it's specific it. cylinder right. heads it's specific block i mean this thing it's beautiful it's jewelry i mean to look at one i mean and, and look at all the strengthening and the webbing and just the way to design the thing the cylinder heads and the valve train you're just you're in awe it's it's amazing so it's like they took 
they took everything that we knew about engines and they just they stepped it up like three notches so you know looking at this stuff this hardware it, it's impressive man but so if you get a chance to take a look at the the gt1 supercar um i think it's like gt1cf.com or something like that but it's this carbon-based supercar that they designed off of a like a 2007 Ford gt chassis and we're supplying these ry45s and they're outfitted with twin turbos whoa so wow this, these are i mean if they're based off the uh because ry45 that's off the like the last kind of gen um nascar motor yes is that correct. right Yes. Yeah. So those are somewhere in the what eight nine hundred range NA. So NA like race yeah. race trim kind of deal. So in yeah, in, in in race trim they're they're up in the eight hundreds, and you know for this particular, you know this particular project we dynoed it naturally aspirated, ready for turbos. You know basically just getting a baseline of this engine, and, and you know with a turbo style camshaft and and um setup it's in na form it was 700 easy all day long and they weren't even leaning on it these guys went out and we you know they throw a couple of turbos at it and they're over 1400 horsepower in this car i mean it's oh. crazy it's 1450 i think they advertise them at 1500 horsepower but it's an all carbon it's the car is beautiful i mean it's amazing but just to be a part of cool things like that and I mean, for, for you vintage guys, man, um, Bill Riley, Bob Riley, I don't know if those names yeah, ring a bell with yeah. you, but like IMSA, IMSA and uh, um, GTs, man, Mark four GT, they we're doing, we're involved with a continuation program that literally started like with the same tooling after like 1968. So we're actually building the engines for these continuation cars. These are real cars. So they're not replicas. They are, uh, they're, they're real deals, man. So we're, uh, we're actually building, um, a series of, of 427 dual carb big blocks for these continuation cars and get this a couple of guys, Jack Roush, Bob Corn, jumped in an airplane went down to Holly and talked to them about recreating a 660 center squirter. You know, that's a, that's a carb that they phased out years ago. So this, they talked them back into coming up with a, you know, a modern 660 squirter, you know, center squirter carburetor for these dual carb applications. I mean, that was a, that was a cool carb back in the day for tunnel rams and, and, and superchargers and things like that. But, um, that's another cool, you know, project that we're involved with that, uh, that, uh, that, that lives on, you know what I mean? Through these, uh, through these guys that were around back in the day for these, uh, these real cars to be raced. And even Mose Nolan, you know, rest in peace was a part of this continuation. He got a chance to lay his hands on it, uh, before he passed away. And, and he was one of the greats, man. He was one of the original, the godfathers of that, you know, that, that race car. So, um, so that's another neat project and and there's there's a lot more man I, I don't know how you guys i don't know how you guys stay in your own office because right your your pipeline is create engines so you, <laughs> you know you kind of you kind of think about what what that means 
because you have your other pipelines, right? Your competition engines, your vintage engines. So your crate engines are meant to have uh, a certain amount of durability, certain robustness, right. certain, you know, uh, reliability. Every time I get in and turn that key, that thing is going to burn the tires off. It's going to be awesome. It's solid. It's been developed, right? It's in a kit. I'm going to put it in my Cobra replica. I'm going to put it in my hot rod. But right next door, you got these vintage guys doing these cool things, recreating some of these, you know, Mark IV and other type recreations. Uh, and then right over here, you've got all your competition engines, your RY45s and everything else that's nasty. How do you even stay in your office and do your job? I'd be like, yo, dude, what's over yeah. there? Hey, what's under that curtain? Can I come behind the wall? It's you it's know? hard, man. We, we, uh, it's, it's easy to get distracted because, you know, depending on who's on the dyno with what project, I can be sitting in my office at any given time and hear a poll and immediately it's like, Oh my God, I got to go see what's going on. You know, I, it, the, our dyno is right across the parking lot. So you, it, it bounces off the wall. You hear it everything and you're like man i'm I'm going to check that out i got to see what's happening but uh but yeah it's it's difficult from a you know um being focused kind of standpoint (laughs) you know (laughs) and and focusing on your own product because you're right you know the crate engine thing is really geared towards guys that uh that got these muscle cars that uh that want to you know want to do something different and want to you know hit the streets and and they've got to have you know, they wear the badge Roush, man. They got to have, there's an expectation, you know, Jack made us promise, you know, don't, don't ever put my name on anything you're not proud of. And, and, you know, it's, it's got to perform and it's got to last and it's got to do everything it says it, you know, it does. So yeah, durability, we've spent a lot of time. I mean, you know, supplier quality, right. Is huge. And, and it just, nothing comes out of a box anymore and it's ready to go on. You know, it's got to be touched. It's got to be fuzzed, finessed. Um, and that's where, you know, our super experienced, knowledgeable, you know, uh, build staff, you know, they're they're not production guys. They're real engine builders with real live engine build experience. You know, they, they're familiar with things and, and they know when it comes out of the box, they can look at something and go, man, that's not right. We need to take a look at that deeper just to make sure. So, it's there's a huge responsibility on our behalf to go through and and look at everything and make sure that things are you know up to spec and 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 where they need to be to go together so they are durable so they do last a long time and we put a lot of time and effort and uh a lot of uh um just you know uh confidence in these engines you know to to go out and last for a real long time well, I mean, your name's on it, so you you basically have to, man. That's your bread and butter right there. It's uh, yeah. it's crazy. Uh, where do people find you socially, and and where do people find out more about what you guys are doing, building, creating, uh, and, and what's next? What's coming, you know, down the pipe? Uh, we've got uh, Roush RoushPerformance dot com. You can go on there, see my engines. Um, uh, there's a uh, a couple of spots. I'll uh, I'll have to send you guys the link to being able to keep up the what's uh, what's new. So uh, um, we could share that with everybody, but, uh, but yeah, it's uh, there's a lot of things that are, are still, you know, on the, on the brink of coming out. I can't talk about a lot of it just yet, but um, there's still a lot of, a lot of things to come man, And I'm excited. So there's, we're just, we're just yeah. tipping the mountain. I, I was going to say how, how excited are you for 2023, man? And all this crazy horsepower war stuff that's going on and everybody trying to get a little faster, a little funner. Um, it's got to be a, 
Well, it's a great world to live in right now, my friend, right? Absolutely, man. It's it's super exciting. I couldn't be happier. And it's uh, you know, it's a car guy's dream to be able to work in this industry. So I'm uh, I'm having a great time. Amen. All right, guys. What's well, Car Guys Dream to work on our show, too? It airs on weekends on the Motor Trend Network. Check your local listings. It's also available on Motor Trend Plus, which is our streaming format. A great way to find us. Thanks to our guest, Jim Kemp from Roush Performance, RoushPerformance.com. Uh, my man, Kevin Bird. I will be your producer, Scoop, and executive producer, Bob Ecker. Yeah, don't forget to check out our website, too, TwoGuysGarage.com. Share your thoughts with us wherever we're on social, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, at TwoGuysGarage. This Two Guys Garage podcast, it's copyright 2023, Britain Productions Incorporated, all rights reserved. All right, Jim, you tempted me enough with all that, that, that Roush crate into performance talk. I got this 97 Cobra I've been dying for a drivetrain for. What does one of them badass 700 horsepower coyotes cost a, a fella? Uh, well, Willie, I think we can. I think we can work a deal, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> I like deals. I'll be in contact. <laughs> All right, uh, you're awesome, man. Thanks for the time, buddy. We appreciate it, man. Awesome. Thanks for letting me on. All right, guys. Hope you hope you got a little kick out of all the cool stuff that's going on out there, especially in the Roush world. We'll have to catch you on the next Two Guys Garage podcast. Two Guys Garage Podcast is a production of Britain Productions. For more episodes, visit iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.